You're listening to the Hope City Community Church Podcast. We pray the message will encourage, inspire, and challenge you to experience the real Jesus. Thanks for listening. Now, let's tune in. Good morning, church. How's everybody doing? Man, I am on cloud nine. Uh, How many of y'all enjoyed the Kingdom series? Well, wasn't that great? Man, that was powerful. Uh, The series that we're starting today, I believe, has the capability of changing your trajectory, of changing the energy and the expectation that you approach life with. This series is called The Blessing. How many knows that there are blessings in God's Word that are for you today, right? And so it's my goal that by the time this series is over, that you not only know what those blessings are, that you know that you can apply them, you can stand on them with expectation uh, that God is for you, not against you. So many people uh, come to us from other churches and other um, uh, backgrounds and different beliefs, and can I tell you that depending on where you came from, your understanding of God and his desire for your life can be a little bit off. But when you get in God's word and you begin to study, you realize that he's not up there waiting to strike you with a lightning bolt. He desires to bless you. He desires to increase you. He he desires to multiply you. And it's not just through reading his characteristics and his nature, it's his words that tell us. And today we're gonna take a look about this Uh, A look at this in uh, uh, week one. My goal is that by the time you leave today that you understand that the blessings of God are irrevocable. You can't shake them. You can't take them on and put them off. You can't walk out from underneath it. So many times people say, well, pastor, I'm over here. I feel like I'm outside the blessing of God. You're not that good. You're not that fast. You're not that capable. You cannot be outside the blessing of God because it's something he puts on you and you can't take it off. You're not that uh, endowed with heavenly power. Who can reverse what God has said? Nobody in here. So can I tell you that today what we're gonna study is that what God has spoken over you, baby, it's still on you. And you can walk with the expectation that God's desire is that you walk in a fullness of his goodness today. Uh, I challenged Wendy. She was talking to me about this, 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 uh, um, uh, this, this thing she's been studying about the full portion. And I'm going to tell you, she's got a mighty women's ministry that's rising up within her. Women, get ready. Get ready. I'm going to tell you something. She has something rising up in her that I'm going to tell you, I don't know that I've ever seen anything like it. It's just electric, and it's about you ladies walking in the full portion. So many times we operate accepting a partial portion of God's goodness. We go to the buffet line of heaven, and we say, well, we'll take a little bit of grace for my sins, but I won't take full health. I'll take a little bit of hope for my future, but I won't take increase for my business. You cannot take and pick and choose God's blessings. They are on you whether you want them or not. And today my goal is to get you to understand that you cannot take off 
the blessings of God. Amen. Today I'm coming to you from Genesis chapter 1. Uh, man, God woke me up this past week and, uh, and began just to, just to, just to share. Uh, it rewrote my first week's message. I was just going back through my notes, and the Lord woke me up, and man, took me to Genesis chapter 1, starting in verse 26 through verse 28, uh, and just, I mean, just absolutely exploded my paradigm of understanding of a blessing. And I thought I had a pretty good handle on it, and the Lord's like, no, you, you, you got it all wrong. You got it all wrong. Uh, you're not incorrect, but you're vastly incomplete. And so he took me back to his word. How many are grateful for God's word today? Man, when you go to it, boy, you're, you're just increased and enlightened and your understanding increases, praise God. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 28. Just before I go into the word, I have a couple of announcements. Today, between 1 and 6, between 1 and 6 p.m. at the Crestview Community Center, uh, there is the Harvest of Hope Festival. Uh, two ministries that we partner with, Saving Grace and Project Hope, are having their biggest annual fundraiser. Go out there, man. Take your kids. There's bounce houses. There's going to be food. Uh, our precious Leah, our worship pastor, is going to be leading some worship over there. Let's go support her. Uh, but I implore you, go out and be a part of that outreach. Uh, the last thing I want to hit before I go into this word is the Thanksgiving outreach. Kizzy touched on it just a little bit a minute ago, uh, but I want to do more than we've ever done before. This morning on the way to church, Wendy and I were talking about the price of groceries. Have you noticed uh, feed one like this one over here and you'll notice? Uh, Gabriel is a full-grown man. I praise God he's strong. Aren't you glad you got strong, healthy kids today? Amen. And... Um, uh, but when the rascal can eat a dozen eggs, you feel that. You know what I'm saying? And I, I want to share something with you, though. I want to share something with you. As God's people, we function according. That's what the whole kingdom series was about. We function according to the finances of heaven, not earth. You can live with expectation today that you will have more than enough, no matter what the talking head on the news has to say. You will live in an abundance because if God is for you, who can be against you? Amen. Some of y'all, I think y'all still in bed. Y'all got to come on, babe. We got things to cover today. But here, here's what I want to tell you. Here's what I want to tell you. The Bible says that he who refreshes others, will he himself be refreshed? Do you need refreshing? Man, go get you one of these Thanksgiving bags out here. We did the math. What is it, Wendy? 40, 50 bucks to fill one of those bags? Listen, if you can't do the whole thing, baby, I've been there. Partner up with somebody. Throw $10, get four families together, throw something at it, but do something. Here's why. Because the energy that builds in you by blessing somebody else will in turn bless you. So get in there and bless somebody. Go get them bags. Make a difference. And the best part about it is, is we're going to do it in the name of Jesus, not Hope City. Come on, somebody. It's about the kingdom business today. Come on. Gets me excited. I got to calm down. I got a lot of message to cover. I keep climbing. I'm going to need a blood pressure pill. Let's go. Uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Pastor Shane, honored to have you with us today, man. That's a good man of God right there. Ohana Heaton in there is helping us with our office. And uh, Shane, thank you. Can we give Ohana Heaton there a hand? That brother came in, and, and we had never even met each other. He started talking. He said, man, Lord, laid it on my heart just to 
be a blessing to y'all here at this new office. How many of y'all seen the new office? Woo-hoo, like eight people, praise God. Well, we're going to have an open house soon. You'll be able to see it. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And, uh, uh, and we won't have to sweat in the summers. Praise the Lord. Thanks to Ohana heating in there. Uh, Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 through 28. Let's dig into the word. Before we do, I just feel the, uh, just an unction to pray for a second. Father, uh, we love you. Love you. Uh, we love you because you first loved us. Father, I thank you that according to your word, there are promises that when the sand of the world is shifting, our feet do not shift because we stand on the word that does not shift. We are not those who are unwise who have built our homes on sinking sand. We have built our lives based on the rock of your word. We will not be shaken today. We will stand in the strength of your word. Give us increase of wisdom today. Give us increase of knowledge today. Give us increase of expectation of your goodness today, and we'll give you the glory for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Genesis 1, verse 26 through 28. What's interesting is uh, the last series that we taught on the kingdom started in these same verses. It's incredible how God will take you to the same verse and give you a different keynote every time you look at it. It's powerful. Verse 26, let's read. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. I love that he doubles up right there. Just in case you forgot what he just said, he says it again. He says, so God created man in his own image. Image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. The first thing God puts on humanity is a blessing. I want you to see that. Because without his blessing, you have no hope. Without his blessing, you are on your own. Without his blessing, there is no expectation of any help outside your own strength. But it says, then God blessed them. And God said to them, he gave them five things. He said, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. God spoke the first blessing over you, and this first blessing alone of these five things allow you to do the following. Number one, be fruitful. When we talk about being fruitful, a lot of times we blend being fruitful and multiplying together, but I will implore you not to do that. We were meeting with a sister this past week, uh, just talking about just kind of uh, projecting into the future, seeing what God wanted, and we're just kind of casting some vision. And, And I told her, I said, you know, the Lord's been working with me on this whole fruitful thing this whole fruitful thing. Can I tell you that being fruitful has a lot of detail to it? Did you know that fruit in the wrong location is not successful? Did you know what I could grow in Arkansas, I can't grow here? Did you know that what I can grow here, I can't grow there? Did you know that if I pick a fruit out of season, it does not give its full capabilities? So if we talk about being fruitful, we're talking about understanding your location. 
We're talking about understanding the season that you're walking in. We're talking about understanding the maximizing of your personal capability and what you're called to do, what you're called to accomplish. Can I tell you, if you call on an apple to do what an orange is supposed to do, you will come up short. Be fruitful. Understand your calling. Understand what you are created to do. Understand the season that you're called to do it in. Then understand that there are certain times where God has called you to stand in the fullness of that capability, but there's also a time that you're called to step back and regenerate that capability. Can I tell you, there is no off-season in heaven. There is only retooling season. And as a fruit, you have to understand that. You have to understand that when you are not in your peak season, that's okay. You are in your peak retooling season. If you are not at your apex capability, that means that God has you in a season that he is retooling you for the time that he will use you at your highest capability next. Amen. Next, he says, multiply. Multiply. God speaks to multiply over you. How many parents already have too many kids? Come on, somebody. Jesus, don't speak that over me, Lord. uh, The first two was okay, but this third one. Lord, help us all. Help us all. Boy, this this, this week alone, boy, Nora pulled some shenanigans that I just, you you ever had a kid so smart that scares you a little bit, you don't want to sleep while they're in the house, will you? You ever had a kid that smart? I'll tell you, man, Nora this week, can I just take a second? Can Can I just, let me just, let me just shed some of this weight for a minute. Nora comes in the house Tuesday. Said I was bad at school today. She never said that. I thought, my God, where's the body? Because she don't confess the stuff. And it's normally horrible. This five-year-old little girl, man, this, I mean, she ain't little. I mean, she's like Viking like me, but she's five, right? Now, here's what's crazy. She comes in the house. Man, went in the, in the room talking, really talking. And she comes in, interrupts conversation, which is hard. Parents, is, is conversation hard to get with your kids? I don't know if it's hard at y'all's house, but it's hard at our house. We got to hide behind locked doors just to have a conversation. And we're really talking about some serious stuff. And Nora walks in and says, I need to use the bathroom. So there's another bathroom. No, I need to use this bathroom. I said, well, come on in. She goes in the bathroom, and she takes her little magnetic writing thing. What's those little, it's not the Etch-a-Sketch. It's a little magnetic tool you write with it. You can, you know, the, you can erase it. All right. She writes on there, I am bad. Like, uh, we, don't, we, don't, we don't profess that stuff at our house. And Wendy hit it right off. Wendy goes, don't you ever say you're bad. You're God's daughter. You're, and she goes, hang on, Mom. I was bad at school. I said, Wendy, hear her out, hear her out, hear her out. Might need to... <laughs> Might need, to, might need to call the insurance company. Just hang on now. And she says, today, I was talking when I should have been listening. And I go into dad mode. I said, baby, that, praise God, you confessed it. We can move forward. Uh, tomorrow, keep your ears open and your mouth shut. You'll do better. She goes, that's not what the problem was. She said, I was told to take a pom-pom and put it up. So her teacher has a, a incentive program where they get these little fluffy, colorful uh, arts and crafts thing called pom-poms, and they're in all different colors. And when you make a good decision, you get a pom-pom. When you make a bad decision, you got to turn one in. 
So her teacher caught her talking when she should have been listening, and she said, Nora, please put a pom-pom back in the pom-pom box because you made a bad decision to talk when you should have been listening. So Nora takes a pom-pom, and she walks across the room. And right as she's about to drop a pom-pom in the box, her intuition gets in the way. She looks over, and her teacher is looking away, so she sticks it in her pocket and walks back. This is what I'm living with, y'all. This sucker prowls in the living room while I'm trying to sleep. You hear me? And I asked her, I said, so you poached a pom-pom? Yes. I said, well, here in the morning, I said, take the pom-pom back and put it on her desk. Tell her what you've done. You've got to confess. You know, we've got to confess to live free, right? She goes, that's not just all. <laughs> okay, what else? She goes, I did that three more times today. <laughs> okay. I said, well, stop acting like your mom and go on with your life. <laughs> no. I told her, I said, listen, I said, tomorrow morning, I want you to take those pom-poms, put them on your teacher's desk, tell her you're sorry, and we'll move forward and just don't do that anymore. Pick her up from school the next day, put her in the car, and I tell her, I say, Nora, how did it go with Miss Percival? Did you turn in the pom-poms? She goes, she was not available for discussion. Okay, so we drive around the front of the school. I said, no, we're going to put this to sleep today. We're going to school. Miss Percival's not available. We get in the car. We're coming home. Miss Percival calls, put her on speakerphone. I said, Miss Percival, I need to tell you what happened. Of course, Miss Percival's mind was blown. She was like, Nora, I can't believe you would do that. You're always such a good student. I said, that's what you think, Miss Percival. This heifer's crazy. We live with her. I'm telling you, she's not right in the head. Pray for us. <laughs> We find out that Nora has figured out this pom-pom situation. She's taking favorite color pom-poms, and she'll find out like what your favorite color pom-pom is. She'll select one of them pom-poms and then trade you two colors that you don't like for one that she has that you do like. This mug is scamming the system. Five years old. So when I tell you, when Jesus and God spoke multiply, he was talking about you, not me, not me, okay? <laughs> But he says to multiply, to take what you've been given and make more. And don't do it like Nora did it. All right? That's not withholding what's right from others, okay? Uh, but it's to multiply, not just the gifts that God's given you, not just the time, talent, and treasure, but it's to multiply other believers as well. To live life in such a way that other people desire to live how you live and to function how you function. Then he says, feel the earth to be productive with the gifts that God's given us to subdue it. It's the ability to control your circumstances and them not control you. Then he says to have dominion, to realize that the earth is the Lord's, that he's given you the authority to address whatever may come your way with the authority of heaven. Now here's where it gets fun. You cannot unbless yourself. I'll say that again, that didn't hit you cannot unbless yourself. You can't unbless yourself. Troy, can I borrow you just for a second? This is my friend Troy Peden. Give him a hand, everybody. He is, uh, 
He's on our board. He's a wise man of God and a great father, an amazing friend. I need you today. See, I bought this hoodie. And it says blessed on it. Now, here's what's, here's what's interesting. So if you would just don this. Man, what a model. What a model. Okay. Now, here's what's interesting about this. Turn around and just show everybody that you're blessed. Blessed, right? Here's what's interesting about this. I put this on him. He did not put that on his. God put the blessing on you. You didn't put it on yourself. Here's what's interesting. The way Troy is created, he's focused on what's in front of him. And the enemy can use that against him if he's not careful. Because he will forget what's behind him from pressing on what's before. And what he doesn't realize is that in the state that he is in, sometimes what he sees does not line up with what is on him. Oh, y'all ain't awake this morning. That should have blessed somebody's pants off right there. Listen, you are blessed even when you can't see it. No matter what the news people say, you are blessed. No matter what the economists say, you are blessed. When you are marching forward and everything you see in our world is chaos and, and, and recession and sickness and COVID and everything going off, you cannot shake the fact you're still blessed. You didn't put it on. You can't take it off. You're blessed whether you want it or not. It happened in Genesis over 6,000 years ago, a blessing was put on humanity. And the minute you were born, you put it on and you can't take it off. What God has established, no man can take down. He has spoken these words over humanity. Just keep that on for a second. Troy, go sit down, go sit down. Listen, listen. Watch what happens, watch what happens. Wherever he goes, look, 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 look. Wherever he goes. Still blessed. Troy, come here. Come here, Troy. Sit right here for a second, Troy. Still blessed. The Bible says it like this. Going in and coming out. In the city and in the field. In all your comings and goings. It don't matter where you are. It don't matter what you think of yourself. It don't matter what somebody said about you on Facebook. Once God calls you blessed, you are blessed. <laughs> Troy, you're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. Even when you can't see it. Even when it seems like right between me and you, all hell is breaking loose when we can't grab the pieces that we could use to grab to bring things forward, it doesn't make a difference. We're still blessed. When what didn't work yesterday and what did work yesterday and we can't make it work today, can I tell you, we're still blessed. God is in my blessing. People say, well, pastor, why don't I see the blessing? Because it don't matter whether you see it or not. What you see is completely irrelevant. 
You are blessed. Now, let me say this. You can't see it sometimes. You got to remind yourself. That's what this entire series is going to be about. The fact that you're blessed. And it's on you. It's on you. Youth, it's on you. Despise not early beginnings and, and meek beginnings. You're blessed. Church, you're blessed. When you came in here this morning, God had already spoken a word over you. That's why every day when I close the sermon, I speak another blessing over you. That's not my words. I'm speaking the word of God over you. I'm not establishing that blessing on you. I'm reminding you of the blessing on you. Do you get that? Man, I'm going to tell you, I got up the other night in the middle of the night. God started talking about this blessing, how you can't take it off. You say, well, sure, I can take that. No, you can take that off if you want to. It's symbolic of something that you cannot remove. You cannot take the blessing of God off. Here's the powerful thing. Walk with me just for a second, Troy. Walk with me. Wherever he goes, blessed. Now, here's what's powerful. Right now, you see the words. But when he turns to walk, every step he takes, God says, blessed. Blessed. Your steps are ordered. Blessed. I've gone before you, and I've set this next step up. Come on, Troy. Blessed. A thousand can fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but the sickness will not come to your dwelling place. Blessed that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess to my name. And as long as that's the case, I call you blessed. And everywhere we walk together, you will be blessed. And even if you're in a season to where you can't hear me, I've already called you blessed. So many people get in a season to where they can't hear their father. They think God took his blessing and went home. It's still on him. It's still on him. It's still on you. You may be in a season right now to where you're listening to the world more than you're listening to the word, but can I tell you, irrelevant of what the world tells you, the word calls you blessed. It calls you highly favored of the righteous. You are called. You have a purpose, and you are blessed. Blessed. You're blessed. Let's go sit by your good looking wife. Listen. Blessings are not circumstantial. Not circumstantial. Aren't you glad that a blessing is not like our feelings? Hey, Pastor John. I don't feel blessed today. So what? Feel blessed. I don't see blessings today. So what? Feel blessed. You can't take it. You can't get rid of it. I'm almost. Let me just show you in the scripture. I can. I can put it in Josh E's all day, but let me show it to you. Genesis chapter 3, 
verse 17 through 19. This is going to blow some of your minds. Some of you have been taught that your sin is stronger than a blessing. Let me try it over this time. Maybe I can wake some people up. Some of us have been taught your sin is stronger than God's blessing. Show it to you. Then to Adam he said, because you heeded the voice of your wife, and in that, the, heeding the voice of the wife is irrelevant, and God's just saying, you didn't heed my voice. He says, you've eaten from the tree which I commanded you, saying, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the he say, cursed will you be? Uh-uh. He said, your sin complicates the things around you, but it does not affect the blessing on you. See, some of us think that when we mess up, and see, we've been taught this rubbish. We've been taught this stuff that don't line up with God's word, that when we fail, let me tell you, God was prepared for your failure. That's why when his word is established, the Bible says it's established not just in heaven, but on heaven and earth. That all things may pass away, but the word of God will last forever. He speaks a blessing on you. And then you mess up. We all think, well, I took the blessing off. Can I tell you, if you take the blessing off, there's just another shirt that says blessed. Then you take that shirt off, it's just another shirt that says blessed. And then you get down and completely naked, it's going to have a tattoo on your back that says blessed. Why did God establish it that way? Because he knew our weakness. He knew we would fail. But he also knew his word never would. So get this, he says, cursed is the ground for your sake. Toil, you shall eat of it all the days of your life, both thorns and thistles that shall bring forth for you. You shall eat the herb of the field. In the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, for out of it were taken. For dust you are, dust you shall return. See, there's penalties to sin. But one of the penalties is not the removal of the blessing of God. You're still blessed are still blessed. The blessing of God is irrevocable. Now, I got a few extra minutes here. And I want to take you just a little bit deeper into the power of the covenant of blessing. In the garden, there was always a remnant that God said is mine. Don't touch it. And if you don't touch it, everything will go the way it should. So Adam... Even in today's age, I'm almost say this. Y'all may send me emails later that's okay. He told Adam, he didn't tell Eve. Men, be the head of your house. Know the word and apply it to your family, men. He tells Adam, don't eat from this tree. Then Eve takes a bite, gives it to Adam. It wasn't sent to Adam to 
God gave Adam the command. If you don't believe it, go read it. Check this out. Check this out. So in the, in the garden, it's don't eat my fruit. Chapters later. Chapters later is Jacob naming his sons. He's about to die. He says, you got 12 sons. This son will be mighty in battle. This son will have political power. This son will be able to speak to the enemy and bring them encouragement. This son will be, and he goes down the list of all the sons and gods. And when he gets to the Levites, God says, but wait. I'm going to keep one for myself. Levites, hold up. Your only job is to be mine. Your only job is to be mine. Your only purpose will be to set up temple to remind people that I am still God and they can still approach me. So in the garden, don't eat my fruit. In the early Old Testament, it's don't mess with my Levites. Later on in the wilderness, see the same pattern. God says, I want to be with my people. They're blessed. I want to be with them. So build me a tabernacle. He says, the outer court, go for it. Go crazy. Have all the fun you want to have. Even in the inner court, it's all you. But I'm going to set a place for myself here called the Holy of Holies. And don't touch it. Touch it. That's mine. Don't touch what is mine. So in the Garden of Eden, don't touch my fruit. The early Old Testament is don't touch my Levites. Don't mess with my Levites. Then in the wilderness, don't play with my curtains. Say, Pastor, why are you pointing these things out? Here is the power of the blessing. God has always kept a portion on the side to himself. People say, why is that? That's because even if you blow it, he still has seed to bless and multiply. Even when you have burned it all, God says, I still have a remnant over here that I can take, I can, want to talk about New Testament? How about Jesus taking a Lunchable and feeding 5,000? I mean, is this scripture? Is it scripture? Go read Malachi chapter 3. It says, don't touch my seed. Not because God needs your money. He says, don't touch what I can bless and multiply. Because when I have a portion set aside, that portion is set aside so that even if you put it in the ditch, I have something that I can multiply and I can bless and bring it back to you. So even when you see nothing, you'll have a portion. You get that? God's infinite wisdom knew that you were going to fail. He knew that you would put it in the ditch. He knew that there would be days and weeks and months to where everything we swing at, we miss. So he says, even in their failure, I'm going to keep a portion that when they mess up, I'll give to them. See, in the kingdom of God, it's always 
always about him blessing you so that you in turn can go be a blessing to somebody else. He will not have his children be empty-handed because then they cannot be a blessing. All this foolishness about God blessing me so I can have a Bentley or a new jet, whatever else. If you're using it to bless people, I got nothing against it. But if you're using it just to floss and look like something, man, get that trash out of here. God has established his blessing on you in such a way, and he has organized his kingdom in such a way that even when you all hope is lost, he has portioned a seed in his kingdom, a peace that he's retained just for himself that he will bring out and begin to speak a blessing and multiply it on your behalf. Can I tell you the blessings of God are irrevocable? Irrevocable. I'm going to close with this. Call it the doctrine of Balaam. It's Numbers 23. Give you the right notes. Yeah, Numbers 23. Balaam, false prophet. Prophet nonetheless. And he was kind of a, a rogue prophet that you could pay to speak negativity about people and God would still do it craziest thing. And this evil king named Balak came to Balaam and he said, I need you to speak a word against the Israelites. See, here's why. Because the Israelites were so blessed that other kings were beginning to get nervous. They were multiplying so fast. They were taking territory so fast. They were amassing wealth so fast. The other kings began to get nervous, and Balak was one of these kings. So Balak calls in Balaam, and he says, I need you to curse the Israelites. Balaam says, fine. Where are they at? I'll curse them. Gives him a fee, and he says, curse the Israelites. Balaam steps out right as he's about to curse the Israelites. God shut his mouth up. This is what happened. Balaam says, on behalf of Balak and the kingdom of Balak, I have come here on his behalf to curse the Israelites. But I cannot curse what God has blessed. Because what God has blessed, no man can curse. And this caused Balak to lose his mind. He said, I paid you to curse them. Balaam just laughed at him and said, you don't know who you're dealing with. He says, you can't curse the people of God. Because since the beginning of time, God himself spoke a blessing over those people. I'm just a man. What can I do compared to God? How does that translate to us today? It doesn't matter what other people say about you either. I don't care what they post about you. I don't care what they say at your office about you. I don't care what they say on social media about you. I don't care what your family has to say about you. 
We're going into the holidays. How many of y'all got a little family stripe? It doesn't matter what they say because what God says has been established on you. You are blessed. I'm going to quit. I want you to get that today. You're going to walk out these doors, and I'm, I'm going to make you a promise. You're going to walk out these doors. Here's what's going to happen. Old punk of a devil. Tell me in a whisper in your ear. I, that didn't apply to you. I would apply to everybody else but you. See, because you, you failed. You've made too many mistakes. It doesn't apply to you. Well, you, you're doing this, or you're doing that, or, or your past is this, or your past is that, or so-and-so said this, or so-and-so said that. It does not apply to you. And I tell you, the devil's a liar. And over the next several weeks, what I want to show you is that there are promises in God's Word that whether you see them or not, they apply. That whether you accept them or not, they apply. I was talking to a guy the other day, man, who, who went before the judge here in Crestview over some criminal activity. He told me, he said, man, I knew I was guilty. I knew I was guilty. He said, even the judge said, you're guilty. He said, but when it came time for sentencing, the same judge that called me guilty released me on time served. He said, I told the judge after, he said, I want to thank you. He said, because I know I'm guilty. I know I messed up. But you found mercy and you found grace on me. You know what the judge told him? He said, I know you're a good person. You made mistakes. And what I say in my courtroom goes. Can I tell you what God says in his courtroom goes? And what God says in his courtroom about you today, that you are blessed. That you have been called into something more than you can see. That he has placed a gift in you and then created an opportunity in the real world that only you can fit. I believe over the next few weeks, God's going to not just show us the blessing. He's going to show us the opportunity to step into the fullness of that blessing. Amen? Stand up on your feet. I want to pray for you. I want you all just to repeat after me. Say, I'm blessed. I don't see it. I'm blessed. I may not hear it. I'm blessed. No matter what others say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Going in and coming out, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Father, in Jesus' name, would you just let that sink into our psyche today? We can't take it off. Why would we want to? But even if we wanted to, even if our mistakes drove us to, even if our chaotic minds had us lose our, our wit for a second and we, we tried to strip the blessing off, it's just we're not that strong. We don't have the ability to reverse what you say. So, Father, just allow us to walk in that blessing today. It's one thing to walk in, and it's a whole other thing to acknowledge it. Help us to acknowledge the fact that we're blessed. 
Father, I thank you that you're about to lead us into a season that people that don't even know us are going to see that we're blessed. You are carrying this people into a season of blessing unlike we've ever seen. A season of increase, a season of increase of not just our joy, not just our peace, but Father, uh, uh, an increase of our relational peace in our families. Father, I just speak this prophetically over this house. Increase in the name of Jesus. Hey, 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 hey. Just to be a constant state of awareness and consciousness of our blessing. Such a way, Lord, that we'll be able to see it. I thank you for your word. I thank you for each person here, Lord. Let them walk out of here knowing that they are blessed. So bless us and keep us. Be gracious to us and show us your favor. Make your face shine upon us and give us peace both now and forevermore. Cover us with the precious atoning blood of Jesus from the top of our head to the soles of our feet. Thank you that no weapon formed against us will prosper, not even our own doubt. Bring us back next week with more of your word, more of your wisdom. We'll give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you next week. For more information about Hope City Community Church, visit www.hopecitycc.com. Until next time.